Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So welcome to all of the listeners that are listening in and please know that any of these shows, you can listen to at any time in archives and you can go to them at melanietonyoevans.com, go to the radio link and you'll see a big list of shows that you can go through and listen to at any time. So welcome to any new listeners today and I hope you enjoy the show. This is a really important show. Once a month I do a question and answer show. And it can be a variety of different questions that I've been receiving during that month. But what I've really wanted to focus on with this show is to make it a real feature show. And the reason being because it's about a very important topic. It's about our children. It's also about our children in regard to narcissistic abuse. Now, I receive emails every day from concerned parents in regard to their children and narcissistic abuse. So this show is going to be quite lengthy. We've got a fair bit to get through and I want to really, really get through this information with you. And this is going to be a very powerful resource show for you to be able to refer to. There's also an article that's going to be coming out in New Life Newsletter on this exact topic. So we're going to have lots of information that can really, really assist this very difficult and painful topic that uh, parents can go through. So this show is vital for any parent that has concerns regarding their children as a result of narcissistic abuse. And this show is going to cover the topics. Number one, if your children are affected as a result of a narcissistic parent or step-parent. Number two, if you have fears about the narcissist who has visitation rights or joint custody. Number three, if your children are turned against you or taken away from you by the narcissist. Four, If you suspect that one or more of your children has been programmed into becoming a narcissist. And four, if your child is in an abusive narcissistic relationship. So that's covering the major aspects of the concerns of parents that we can have with our kids in regard to narcissism. So I'm just going to go right ahead and get started on this really important show. So let's have a look at point number one. If your children or child is affected as a result of a narcissistic parent or step-parent. Now we do know that one of the saddest aspects of narcissistic abuse is that children can suffer. And tragically, when narcissists are trying to hurt you as a partner or ex-partner in any shape or form, children certainly can be used as ammunition and can suffer enormous collateral damage. That's the truth. And we as the parent are often dismayed, we're in deep disbelief and we can feel intense rage that the narcissist may have no conscience when it comes to the treatment of children and has no issue with involving them, using them as pawns and can actually enjoy using the child to turn against you. A lot of people have experienced that. Truly, we need to understand that with narcissistic behaviour, anything or anyone is fair game including our children. And you can be in intense pain as to how the narcissist can deny you and hurt you, but also withhold support, shelter and decency for your children as well. Now, in regard to my story with my son, we were dealing with his step-parent who was the narcissist, not his, not his biological father. But while we were going through lots of evacuations, being locked out, all sorts of destructive, disastrous things would happen, my child absolutely suffered as well. He was in the car with me. 
we were looking for accommodation. We were looking for safe places. At one time, when we were locked out of the house, we couldn't get access to anything, which included my son's computer with his homework on it for school. There was lots of ways that the narcissist really had no compunction or no compassion that a child was involved. And it's horrible. It really is. So what happens is when you're the non-narcissistic parent, you don't just have your own pain and grief and rage running. It can go to a whole another level because your child is involved and you cannot understand or believe how an adult human being, which is a narcissist, can actually involve and have no compassion for a child when they're in narcissistic rage. But the truth of the matter is we have to really stop thinking that the narcissist operates and thinks like a normal human being because they certainly do not. Now, as the non-narcissistic parent, we can feel incredible shame, pain and guilt over involving our children with narcissists. Knowing for, for so many different reasons, we know that when we are being abused, that we're hardly the model parent ourselves. We're in survival. We're absolutely twisted and turned and deranged ourselves. And we may not have been emotionally or even physically present for our kids when we're in these states. And we know that our children have seen abuse, they've seen fights, they've seen the state that we've ended up in that we may not have been able to cushion them from. And that we know that they have seen us in helpless, powerless and even crazy states. We also know that we may have gone back to the narcissist many times. We've broken no contact, we've gone back regardless of how this was not serving our children. The levels of guilt and pain can be horrific for the non-narcissistic parent. But what I really want you to understand, and for people that know my radio shows and they know my material and they know my blog, you know I come from a spiritual, deeper perspective. I really like to look at ultimate realities, laws of life, and deeper, bigger picture truths because I believe it's the deeper, bigger picture truth that set us free. They certainly have in my life, and they certainly have a lot of people that are subscribers, that are followers of my work, that are, that are actually getting involved in the processes. So I really want to share this with you from the bottom of my heart. And this understanding is vital, that if we really understand this from a deeper and more spiritual perspective, we know that there is nothing that our soul or anybody else's soul does not co-create that isn't right for the purpose of the opportunity to evolve and heal. Now, for those of you that do have deeper past life beliefs, I absolutely do. And I really do believe that what happens is we're on a journey of evolution. And whatever we haven't cleaned up, whatever fears, non-alignment, when we're out of true self-function and we've brought that in with us, we attract exactly the circumstances that are going to keep that running for us so that our unconscious programming can be made conscious so that we actually have the opportunity to heal at this time and break the repeat patterns that we do lifetime to lifetime. Now, our children are not exempt from this. So I believe, and this helped me so much, and it's helped so many parents so much, with that guilt and that shame of what we've put our kids through, it's really important to come to some sort of level of acceptance so that you can understand that at the deep soul level, your child did choose this experience. Absolutely not consciously, not purposely, but there is nothing that occurs in anybody's experience that is not a direct match for their healing evolution and what they're meant to go through. Now, if any of you have been into astrology, great astrology, really deep astrology or, or really good numerology or karmic lessons or understandings of those sort of systems, you will see in any child's experience that's actually had this that it's all there, it's all shown in their path of evolution and healing. There are no mistakes here. So you need to stop blaming yourself. Because what I believe at soul level, before that child came down, said, well, these are the things I want to heal. These are the lessons I want. 
this is the evolution path I want to take. I need the right situation for me to be able to heal these things. So they chose this experience. Okay. So look, the thing is, when we come to that level of acceptance, we get out of resistance. We stop judging and, and judging something as not right because whenever we hold something as not right, we're in complete resistance to it and what we actually do is make it worse. So when we can come to a level of acceptance, we can start creating the most positive outcomes possible rather than being stuck in the resistance and focusing on and co-creating the negatives. Possibly the most powerful statement in the human experience we can ever say and deeply feel is, it is what it is. It is what it is puts you into acceptance because then we can allow ourselves to heal and accept and create more empowered realities with the cards we've been dealt. We can then make the best of healing and we can take the gift and we can promote the gift of what's going on in our reality. Now initially, I was like everybody else as a human being, I had so much resistance to putting my son through his experience with my choice of narcissistic partner. I had masses of guilt, shame and trauma in regard to my inability to be an effective parent in a narcissistic relationship. My son saw atrocious events. He saw abuse. He experienced gaslighting, he was dragged into arguments, he was used as a pawn, all sorts of things happened. I had at times hid in his bedroom, cuddling him in bed of a night because I was so scared for both of us while my narcissistic ex-partner would rage through his room looking for my keys, my purse, my phone, you know, anything to take from me to immobilize me. And there were times when my son and I escaped through windows to get away. And there were times when I did get away and I was living in rental properties or other people's houses. My son would come into my bedroom and lie with me in bed awake and didn't want to sleep at 15 years of age because he was terrorized that my ex was going to break in and kill me in my sleep. Because those were all the sorts of threats that I was receiving. So he was severely affected. He was a mess. And it wasn't until I started recovering and then he got out of survival mode thinking that his mother was going to die, either by my own hand or by that of a narcissist, because he knew at times I was suicidal, absolutely. And this was when, when I started getting better and he actually, this is aftershock, this is the same as what we all go through. When the immediate danger is over, that's when the effects of what you've gone through hit. And they hit him very hard. At 17 years of age, going through to 19, especially around the age of 19, he became an alcoholic. He became a drug addict. He was incredibly severely depressed, angry, unable to work out his feelings of not being able to protect me for those years. And he even physically assaulted bullies in the schoolyard that picked on somebody weaker than the bully because this was his way of projecting that rage of not being able to project. He dropped out of higher learning, he became a computer game addict, he had no job and he completely lost his ability to function in everyday life. My son had zero self-esteem. I knew I was recovering me, but the thought of losing my son to what had happened horrified me beyond description. And I'm actually nearly tearing up now thinking about it. I know a lot of you out there can relate. Goodness, isn't it amazing? I've still got a charge on that. <laughs> I'm just so grateful it's not like that now. The guilt, the pain and the fear I had around this was enormous. What made it worse, all of the connection that I'd previously had with my son before the narcissistic experience was shattered to pieces. He had no respect for me. I had no ability to create boundaries with him. He pushed through every single one of them and he was actually, in the venting and projecting of his pain, he was treating me abominably. And I wasn't doing a good job back. Absolutely not. I really felt like I was living another version of a narcissist. He'd also viewed an enormous amount of learnt behaviour. Totally. It was a disaster. 
truly, and I felt like there was no way out of the mess. The more I focused on my guilt, pain, and fear concerning him, and the more I tried to intervene, fix, lecture, and prescribe, the worse it all got. And I really thought, and this was my only child, and I really thought I was going to lose him. I, I thought I'd lost him. Part of my healing, I was watching a DVD series, which was The Law of Attraction by Esther Hicks, which is Abraham. And I don't know if any of you out there have ever watched it. I'm sure a lot of listeners have that are really spiritually evolving, growing and healing. It's, it's brilliant stuff. And this was part of my healing regime. There was many, many aspects of my healing regime. I was so focused on healing, and that's why I was recovering and getting better. And there was this one episode in particular that resonated with me powerfully. It was about a mother who had no control of her wayward child. And she was doing what every mother would try and do that was concerned. She was trying to stop this child behaving this way. She was lecturing. She was describing. She was doing all the things I was trying to do. And what channeled through Esther Hicks was phenomenal. And the suggestions that came through resonated with me on a deep, deep level. It was like this massive light bulb went on for me. I'd already attuned to energy. I'd understood the truth about narcissistic abuse. I'd understood how to heal it. I'd understood how to heal myself at the deeper energetic levels. But I'd missed the point here. And the point was the understanding that as his mother, my boy came from my energy. And I realized in watching this, this DVD, this interview, I realized that by seeing the situation as hopeless, by seeing him stuck, going nowhere other than destroying his life, that effectively I was manifesting him being stuck. I was helping create this reality because they were massive emotional challenges of fear and concern and pain and I was actually holding that up as those things in my experience. I also understood when this penny dropped that if I manifested him in a different way and stopped trying to fix and control him, that I would be able to call him up into my reality as a different energy, as a healthier energy. And it was amazing because while I was watching this, this story I'd heard long ago came back to me. And I could see the correlation. And what this story was, it was about a man with his boy and his boy had been waiting the bed every night. And how he was, this man was waking up every morning expecting his son's bed to be wet and that he'd have to change the sheets and get his son in the bath and et cetera, et cetera. However, when this man learned about law of attraction, he decided to focus on and visualize his son's bed being dry every morning and his son being really happy and feeling proud and confident. And this is exactly what started happening. It only took about two days of this visualization and this feeling and this focus and that's exactly what happened. His son came up into that energy in his father's experience as that boy. So after these pennies dropped for me, I worked really hard on releasing my resistance. My guilt, my pain, my personalization as to how I was a failure as a parent, how he was treating me, how we'd lost connection, how I'd lost control of him. All of those things, I worked at releasing them so I was no longer focusing on them. And I stopped hooking into his behavior. I stopped arguing, I stopped prescribing, I stopped lecturing, and instead I saw him as I wanted to see him. Every night in my journal, and this is a true story, and I've used this for many things in my life, but I tell you what, this was probably one of the most important. Every night in my journal, because when we journal, it helps to focus our energy. It helps to get very clear and focused about what we want to think. I wrote about my son the way I wanted him to be. I wrote about him being empowered, finding his way and connecting to his own amazing inner wisdom because all of our kids have got it. And when I wrote about this, I made sure I would take my time to really imagine it 
and most importantly, to feel it. Manifestation is never just about words and thoughts. You've got to put emotional energy behind it. You've got to feel it. And as I was working on all of this, what was happening was my pain was dropping, my concerns were dropping, my fears were being released, and I noticed that he was far less combative. Now, he was still doing all of the wrong things initially. However... Within a matter of weeks, the situation turnaround was nothing short of a miracle. My son had moved out and he started being responsible. He was boarding. He got a job. He started to stop the self-destructive behavior and he was finding himself and he got his life back on track. And literally, that turnaround happened in weeks. And he has never, ever looked back. And I'm incredibly proud to say that my son is one of the most evolved human beings I've ever met on the planet. He is amazing. And he's actually um, one of the the brainchilds behind this business. You know, my son's work you see everywhere where you look through my work. He's a huge part of my business. We work together and I adore him. So the turnaround from where he was to where he is now is nothing short of phenomenal and this has happened in three short years from when he was at absolute rock bottom. So I really hope you can start to get inspired by this. We need to understand as human beings we are control freaks. We forget the power we have within ourselves and we try to do everything we can to change the things that are causing us pain. And our children Of course, they hit us at that pain level probably like nobody else does. Like partners and kids and parents. But our kids are a huge part of how that affects us. And what happens is we try to address our pain whilst we are running extreme pain. We don't realise that this is not the level to create anything positive from. We forgot about our in our vibrational power when we do this. We forgot that when we are operating off-center in fear and pain, our results are usually terrible. They don't work. And we also forgot that no one wants to change themselves because it's our idea. That has never worked. Lecturing and prescribing has never worked with one single human being on this planet. And it certainly does not work with our kids. In fact, when we try try to change anybody against their will, especially our kids, and bend them to our own will, they're only going to resist. We need to understand this. It doesn't work. Yet, when we change our vibration in regard to our children, then their vibration changes in our experience Now, we need to understand, energetically, our children came from us. We are the most powerful people on the planet to vibrationally influence our offspring. Nothing is more powerful than that as a mother or a father. But even if you've got a connection and you're not the biological parent, you've still got a massive influence in that way. And what happens is when our vibration changes, their vibration changes. So it does become their change. It's a truth they can accept because it's their change because it's become their vibration. It's not our will, it becomes their will as well. So my greatest advice to you is if you're worried about the damage that your child has suffered, a result of a narcissist, regardless of whether the narcissist is still in your child's life or not, Heal yourself first and work hard on it. Your manifestation of them getting better has to come from the solid basis of your empowerment. And this is what Esther Hicks was huge on. If you want to heal your kids, heal yourself. Because there's no other way to do it. And if it doesn't come from your own energy and you're just trying to do the self-sacrificial parent thing of trying to not put yourself first and trying to heal your children without caring about your own emotional vibrational welfare your efforts are going to fall flat and you're only going to enable them to stay stuck and sick. You have to lead the way. So you've got to be the example. And then you need to work at seeing and feeling your children as you wish them to be. 
So this is why I do say to so many parents who email me or who I'm working on through healings that if you want to drag your children to therapy against their will, it's not going to work. But you can heal your children through yourself because this is what does work. And I've actually worked on many, many healing sessions with parents of children that they're worried about. And then by shifting the parent, the child shifts up as well. I've seen in every incident and instance when parents understand this concept like I did when I watched that Law of Attraction DVD and if you get onto it vibrationally, you let go of your guilt, your shame, your pain, your personalization, your focus on the disaster and you move yourself up into the energy of seeing your children as you wish them to be, then they will shift. And the changes are powerful. Sometimes the results literally can be remarkable and they can be overnight. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next one. Is If you have fears about the narcissist who has visitation rights and joint custody. Please know if you absolutely have fear for your children's physical safety and survival, you do have a right to withhold access until a legal system has determined what is best for the children's welfare. Now, we all know that narcissists do not make great parents. They don't respect or teach boundaries. Their mirroring is unhealthy. They're inconsistent. And it's not the greatest environment for our children to be in. However, the truth of that you will need to accept is narcissists also have legal rights. And it is actually extremely difficult to get any sort of diagnosis in regard to a personality disorder to stop your children from being in the care of a narcissist. One day that system may improve. At the moment, it is incredibly difficult to be able to state my partner is a narcissist, the children shouldn't be with him or her, and to prove it. And I really urge you not to go down that track. Every time I've actually seen that happen, I've seen that the mess gets accentuated unlike everything we do with narcissists. When we actually try to combat them, they escalate and things get worse and they don't get better. So be very aware that the more you push and fight trying to limit or stop access, the more the narcissist is going to be energized and fight you and the more your children are going to be torn up in the middle of the battle. The truth of the matter is, is in circumstances, you may not be able to stop shared custody happening with your children or access. And the more you try to stop it, the bigger fight you're going to have on your hands and the more likely you are to lose aspects of custody. So again, your best bet is vibrationally dealing with this issue. When you can come more to peace with the situation, and start seeing and feel that your children will be safe and bringing in the bigger picture aspect of it as well, that this is a soul experience that your children have chosen. There are no mistakes here. And that they are going to work their way through this. And they are going to evolve and they are going to heal and they are going to get the gift. And they are going to change their internal patterns that they've needed to heal then you can let go of your resistance and fear. Because resistance and fear, I know you're a parent. I know you're a parent. And I know as a loving parent how hard that is. But I am telling you, point blank, your resistance and fear does not help your children. It actually helps them stay stuck in what is not going to serve them. And it's really important that you don't hook into or buy into the narcissist's behavior in regard to your children because if you do that, what you actually do every time the narcissist does something that you perceive as disturbing or not being right to your children and you energize and you charge on that and you feel that intensely, you're going to create more injustices in your child's life from the narcissist. You're going to call more of that force into yours and their experience. So you need to start detaching as much as you can. And what happens, because with a lot of narcissists, 
when it's in regard to access and shared custody and there's been uh, re- the relationship breakdown, the narcissist is using the kids to push your buttons. So the less your buttons get pushed and the more you just attach, and I'll explain how to have powerful boundaries around this stuff, but the more you emotionally detach, the less the narcissist is going to do it and the less the narcissist is going to hurt your children using them as a vehicle to hurt you. So don't sweat the narc behavior, okay? Now, of course, if we're looking at psychopathic behavior that is absolutely putting your children's physicality, sexuality at risk, etc., of course you need to intervene and do something. I'm talking about the normal narcissistic garbage that goes on to twist your, twist your mind. You need to detach from that as much as, as, as you can so your buttons aren't being pushed. Okay, so about the boundaries that you need around shared access and shared custody, you need to have agreed visitation, access or consent orders and they need to be done legally and they need to be very clear and very, very defined, stating the times and days. Now what's going to happen is the narcissist is going to try and break those orders because narcissists don't do boundaries. They don't like being told what to do. And this actually works in your favor powerfully. So you need to say not. You need to not allow any exceptions under any circumstances for any reasons when those orders get changed around. Because what happens with a narcissist, as soon as you give them an inch, they take a mile. They smash the boundaries, smash the orders, and start operating like a three-ring circus. So no, under any circumstances. The narcissist has the flu too bad. You have to wait for the next visitation time. We're not going to change it from a Tuesday to a Thursday. We're not doing it. You cannot do it. And don't also be tempted to think that I want to change it because I would like to swap weekends or this day because I'd like to plan this. Use somebody else if it's your turn to have your, your sons or your daughters. Do not use the narcissist under any circumstances. You need to get very, very clear about that. And what you really need to do is don't give in to the fear of, because the narcissist is going to retaliate. When you don't pander, when you don't say yes, this also works in your favor. But the narcissist is going to retaliate is going to start getting abusive, demeaning, trying to use hooks. Now, if you don't give in to the hooks, then the narcissist will start insulting or abusing you. So what you need to do is any time that the narcissist isn't actually um, complying to the visitation or the, the custody agreement, document everything, everything. When Don't hook into the guilt trips and the hooks when you don't say yes, then the abuse will come. And I can assure you, this is exactly what happens because narcissists, all of you out there that are uh, that are familiar with narcissistic abuse, you know we're all telling the same story. You know they operate the same way. You know people stuck in their ego who have got all of the aspects of narcissists, they all operate in a, a certain dynamic. So what will happen, you can watch all of this unfold, and know it works in your favor, then the abuse will start. So you document that, all of it, because all of this is going to hang the narcissist eventually. And that's what you're working towards. That's what you're focused on. You're focused on everything unfolding in the highest divine order for you and your children, which is going to be less and less and less of a narcissist. And that's what you focus on. You you don't hook into giving the narcissist narcissistic supply which keeps holding him or her up abusing in your experience. You take all of that power away. Now you need to get past the fear of how the narcissist going to retaliate. What is he or she going to do in regard to money, in regard to taking it out on the children because I'm not complying? You need to release all of those fears and just keep focused on I'm in peace, I'm in truth, I'm doing the right thing. Everything is working out in perfect and divine order. Because I can assure you 
that when you don't feed the narcissist's narcissistic supply, when you don't get emotionally charged up, dismayed, um, vengeful, rageful, angry, get hooked into the injustices, when you, t when you just go really calm and clear and walk the path, you watch the narcissist hang themselves every single time. So you need to stop your normal behavior here. And you need to walk your truth for your children. So if the narcissist cuts off payments, deal with it. Go to the relevant authority. If he or she breaches shared custody agreements, deal with it legally when you have the evidence. And if the narcissist retaliates by abusing you, put an intervention order on him or her which states no contact or contact through third parties. And you can do modified contact through the children. The less contact, the better. You can have things like an exercise book that goes in the children's bags where anything that's necessary is written down. Okay? And with the narcissist, keep it all factual, keep it all business-like. Don't answer anything that's an emotional attack on you. Document it and just don't answer. Just don't give any energy. You need to keep your boundaries, know your rights and implement them. Do not hook into conversations. Do not try to lecture, prescribe or try to reach some sort of agreement with the narcissist. Don't try and get them to be accountable, to own up to behavior. Forget all of that. Just deal with it through authorities. Stop expecting the narcissist to act like a rational, normal, responsible human being. Don't expect the narcissist to cooperate because that is not what narcs do. They're not interested in any of that. You need to accept that. The truth is, people that have walked the straight line of boundaries with the narc with no mercy on boundary violations and who have dealt with them through third parties generally have it all unfold as they wish. It will all come, come right for you and for your kids. The narcissist keeps screwing up because that's what narcissists do, their history and the documentation gets worse and worse and worse and eventually they start losing their rights or they give up because they're not getting narcissistic supply from you. They're going to give up, lose interest and need to get it from somewhere else in their experience. So unless you can prove physical threat to your children, just set firm boundaries get them all drawn up, get them all documented and agreed on, stick to them, have total modified contact and let go of the fear and the pain and the injustice around it all. Start seeing and feeling your children as well and work on yourself. Work hard on your healing so you're not getting hooked in, you're not getting frustrated, you're not getting enraged by the night's attempt to throw you off balance and distress you because he or she is going to try. And that can be a really great day when you see the behavior and you laugh and you say, well, what else was he or she going to do? He's a narc. She's a narc. That's what they do. So stop getting distressed by it. Okay. So in regard, so I hope that really, really helps. So in regard, you're going to have concerns about your children's programming. So this is in relation to uh, your emotional well-being of your children. You know, and you're going to have concerns around a narcissist. They're going to be abused. They're going to be, you know, maybe they're going to become narcissistic, etc. Okay, you need to understand that the narc is less likely to damage your children if you're not there as the other parent. It's really important to realize that children can grow up with healthy emotional intelligence if they have one stable parent and a narcissistic parent that are not living together. As long as there is a consistency of love and firm healthy boundaries and healthy mirroring with one parent, which of course is going to be you. So don't ever think that by staying because of the children that your children have a better chance. Because a lot of people do. I'm going to stay because of the kids. You know, because I'm feeling for the kids. It is well known that narcissists thrive off dementing their love partners. And if you stay, the children are going to get twisted up in all of that and they're going to use, they will be used as ammunition against you. This is also in relation to, I have known as women that have separated that have been 
done joint days with the narcissist or joint events with the narcissist and the children, don't. Don't. Because the narcissist will use anything to throw you off balance. So take yourself out of the equation. And the same is for drop-offs and pick-ups. Get third parties or do it through schools or do it in a way where the both of you are not going to be together with the children because that's when the narc will try and do something. Okay, so it is much better for yourself and for your children if you leave the relationship and then organize as much custody as you can to have as much influence in your children's lives without the narcissist being present at the same time. So here are a list of don'ts if you are co-parenting with a narcissist. Don't let your children see that the narc gets to you. It is much better when the children say something about the narcissist rather than reacting, say something like, oh, well, that's just daddy or mummy's way. And then state the positive, which reinforces confidence, belief and well-being to your child, which is being delivered by you. And rather than, that is so much more powerful than rather than demeaning the narcissist and setting yourself up as a me versus him or her scenario, have faith that your child will work it out because your child will. Don't, this is hugely important, don't overcompensate because of the way the narcissist treats the child. One of the most dangerous recipes to create a narcissistic child is one parent spoiling the child and having poor boundaries because of their own guilt, overloving the child, and then the other parent being a narcissist. Don't fall for that trap. It's a horrible, horrible recipe to create a narcissistic child. The next point, you need to don't stay stuck in your pain, fear, and resistance regarding the narcissist. You need to release that as much as you can. And then you need to learn all you can about how to be a healthy parent raising children with firm, loving boundaries and positive mirroring. Research, get books, do everything you need to learn how to be effective in your parenting. It's really important. You may also be competing with a narcissist who is spoiling, buying and appealing to the materialistic side of your children. Hold firm in your values and truth and realize that real love is not fancy gadgets and clothes. It's consistency, emotional sustenance and the knowing that you are present, reliable and true. It will pay off in the long run, especially if you don't buy into the resentment of what the narcissist is doing or try to compete with him or her or feel incredibly resentful because you can't compete. Hold to real values about love because that's what your child, children will start knowing is important in their life. Okay, so the next point, if your children are turned against you or even taken away from you by the narcissistic parent, this obviously can be one of the most painful experiences anyone could ever experience as a result of narcissistic abuse. Generally, when the narcissist is turning the children against you, you are going to be hooked into this severely. It's understandable because the injustices of lies and smear campaigns affect virtually every human being until they know how to deal with it better at a very powerful and painful level. This is going to be especially true when your children are being manipulated and turned against you by the narcissist. The truth of the matter is, is the more we get emotionally charged, the more we fight back, and the more we try to defend ourselves against the narcissist, again, we're going to call more of the disaster into our experience. So what happens always with that, the more the atrocities are going to escalate, and the more the atrocities are going to work in the narcissist's favor, and they're going to work against us. It's a factor's energetic law. The more we focus on something and the more emotional power we grant to that focus, the more we manifest it into our experience as reality. There's no escaping energetic law. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And when we accept that and understand how to work with it, 
it just makes an enormous difference in our life. Because regardless of how unfair we may think that is, and the system is, energetic law is unconditional. It does not decide that the lies and the smear campaigns and our children being twisted and manipulated, energetic law doesn't look at that as wrong. It just takes the focus and the emotional intensity we have on that situation in our life and creates realities more of that in our experience. And our experience in that place is the slander and the defamation and having your children turn against you. If that's your focus, that's your pain, that's your emotional challenge, you're just signing up for more of that. And the more we try to control that and change it by pushing back against it, the more you're going to cement it into your life. So the true remedy for getting out of this emotional charge is to know who you are and to have no need to defend it to anyone, especially your children. Ignore what is being said. Don't try to defend yourself adamantly. Do not argue with your children or try to convince them that their father or mother is a liar and that you are the one telling the truth. That's a recipe for disaster. Now, everything in your human experience is going to compel you to want to do that. Everything. You have to change it. Do not righteously declare or believe or charge on that you deserve better treatment or personalize or hold the judgment of how ungrateful your children are, everything you've done for them, how disrespectful it is for them to treat you this way or to believe the narcissist's lies. Because again, remember, you're only going to manifest more of the same if you do that. Do not hold resentment towards your children and do not hold resentment towards the narcissist. It's very important to focus on and journal about the love and the connection you have with your children and be a loving and consistent parent. If they ask you questions regarding the slander, answer unemotionally and factually without getting emotionally charged up and without trying to discredit the narcissist. Then once having said what you need to, move on. Leave it with your kids. Let them process. Don't have the need to convince them. Change the subject. One of those sayings is, okay, so let's now have a cup of tea. That's it. Just say what you need to say and move on. If your children throw allegations at you, simply state, that's okay. Everybody can have their opinions of the facts and sometimes they differ. Move on. Don't focus or dwell on it. Just get on with being yourself. Actions speak so much louder than words. If you can do this and you need to do this, if you want to heal this, you're going to be amazed at the results. Inevitably, you're not the one slandering, lying, and if you're not retaliating, you are going to be seen as the calm and loving one, the stable one. The children will work it out especially if you're journaling, feeling and seeing that they are. If you get yourself into a vibrational knowing that the truth is going to come out in perfect and divine order, things are going to manifest in the, in the most divine and perfect way and they're going to manifest in truth, this is exactly the experience that you're going to call forth into your life and your children are going to be involved. And it will always happen. It cannot not happen. But if you fight back and you get anxious and energized and deranged over it, which is the normal human experience, if you do that, you're going to appear as the wrong one and you're going to manifest more of it and you are going to be punching a brick wall that is just going to damage you back. Nothing's going to, nothing's going to work for you. Now, if your children have been turned against you to the point where you don't see them anymore, this is awful. And I've known and worked with people that have actually had this experience. And it's awful. It's hard, even as an empowerment coach, to look at this and not get emotionally charged on it because I can't imagine losing my child. So, you know, for anybody out there that's listening to this who's gone through this, my heart goes out to you. But I also know the results of energetic alignment. And I have seen it happen so many times. Of course, do what you can legally if you want to see your children. But the most important thing that you can do about this is 
let go of that pain and that injustice and that horror of losing your children. You've got to get out of that vibration. Otherwise, you're going to hold it in place. And then what you need to do is start visualizing and feeling love and reconnection. Start feeling it. Now, the wonderful thing about this is you're going to shift out of your agony regardless of what happens. It's a human illusion that we feel a certain way because of what's happening in our life. We've actually got the power to feel a certain way regardless of what's happening in our life. And the feeling creates the reality, the manifestation. That's actually what it comes from. So when you start feeling love and connection, even though you're not seeing your children, you're going to shift out of your agony. And then I have seen this happen so many times. And I promise you this. I have known of people that have worked hard on doing that and they've let go of the pain and the fear and they've moved into that place and they have had phone calls, connections out of the blue. Things have happened. So many of them have reconnected with their children. Now, I'm not holding this up to tease you or hurt you with. I'm telling you the truth. And I'm also telling you that even if that didn't happen, energetically, you're going to feel so much better. But I believe in these miracles because I see them happen and I get emails and confirmation of them every single day, people that are working on themselves vibrationally. And I've experienced this stuff in my own life way too many times to not know it's real. Okay, so that's my suggestion on that one, absolutely. And again, get a journal. Start journaling. Start writing. And if you need help to shift yourself, Email me, please, because I can really help you with this stuff. Okay, if you suspect that one or more of your children have been programmed into becoming narcissists. Okay, so again, you really need to stop focusing on that pain and start focusing and feeling and journaling how you want your children to be, how you want them to evolve and heal. But I cannot stress enough, in conjunction with that, get help with parenting. Boundaries are essential with children that are starting to become over-entitled over lacking conscience who aren't understanding or respecting the laws of cause and effect and don't have a peripheral of empathy. Boundaries are hugely important to teach children the natural laws of accountability and self-responsibility. So you need to learn mirroring and boundaries, research, learn as much as you can and start putting it into place as much as you possibly can if you suspect that your child is showing narcissistic traits and tendencies. Now, even if you're the one parent in a, in a custody sharing arrangement, you will be able to have a powerful positive impact by doing those things. Now, the last point that we're going to talk about is if your child is in an abusive narcissistic relationship, this is tough. This is really, really tough. All of this is tough, but this is incredibly tough. It's horrible seeing someone you love so much throwing their life and their emotions away in a narcissistic relationship and getting horrifically damaged in the meantime. If, and if that's your child, that's just an awful thing to say. Now, first of all, you have got to have empathy and tons of it. Logically, of course, you can't believe why they would tolerate this and stay. And you may really see that your child is attractive, intelligent and capable. And logically, you would believe it is so easy. It should be so easy for them to say goodbye to this rubbish and move on and create something much healthier because you know you've got the resources to do it. But the truth of the matter is it isn't that easy. Your child is hooked up in an intense peptide addiction akin to being a heroin addict. And it's not that simple for them to break away and honour themselves. One thing is for certain, the more you try to fix, argue, demand, lecture, prescribe, the more you are going to push your child deeper into the clutches of a narcissist. The truth is your child has got to make his or her own decision to break away and want to stay away. Now remembering again, every single human being including our child is choosing experiences which are a perfect match for the soul level of healing and evolution that's necessary. There are no mistakes 
that your child is in a narcissistic relationship. Okay, so this is the time for unconditional love and letting your child know you are there to support and help when he or she comes to you, but you respect that your child has got to make his or her own decisions. Now, I know that this is really, really hard. You have to accept this is a soul lesson. This is a karmic lesson that your child has chosen. And you can't interrupt that lesson. But what you can do is work really hard at getting your focus off the fear, the distress, the hatred for what the narcissist is doing to your child and everything that is negatively energizing you. So you've got to work at releasing your pain and your fear and start seeing and feeling. You need to start manifesting. Your child is getting well. Seeing it is for what it is and becoming empowered. Your child has got that inner incredible wisdom that can get it. And you have to start having faith and believing and seeing that. So this is completely, totally counterintuitive to what you think you should be doing. And you may even feel like a really bad parent initially for doing this. And I know how hard it is to drop it and let go of trying to control the situation in a practical, logical head level. It's incredibly hard to do that. But this is the huge lesson that narcissists teach us in relation to ourselves, whether it's through us or through our kids. We have got to stop trying to control and fight things on that level. We have to go to the powerful, real, authentic creator level that we're actually intended to operate from but we were never taught about. Narcissists forces to that level because there's actually no other way to, to sort it out. So it is absolutely human nature. We need to understand this about our children and I spoke about it previously. It is human nature when forced to do anything against his or her will to rebel and to not comply. So this is why this needs to be your child's vibrational choice. It needs to be their choice. And when you align with that vibrational choice on their behalf and you see and feel them in that choice, that's when they're going to choose it. And again, I have seen the results of this happen so many times that when children actually, when parents actually shift themselves up into that space in regard to their children, that their children get it they start seeing the narcissist, what the narcissist is, they start gaining self-esteem, inner wisdom, and they actually start making the choices that do make a massive, massive difference. So that's it for this show. This show is going to be a really good resource show. I know for a lot of people that haven't looked at law of attraction and haven't looked at it past the logical level, you may find this hard to accept at this point. I know a lot of people that are familiar with my work and been working programs um, and, and situations, I'm reading a lot of my blogs and my radio shows and trying this stuff out, they know it works. All I can say to you as a parent, even if you don't believe this works, you will know that if you're doing it the normal human way, which is the prescribing, the lecturing and trying to combat it, it's not working for you, you know that. And I can 100% confidently know that's the truth because it is the law of life, it's energetic law, it can only operate in specific ways. So my suggestion to you is try this. You've got nothing to lose. Go and buy yourself a big exercise book that is a journal. And stop focusing on the pain and the fear that you've been hanging on to and start focusing on writing about and feeling into what you do want for you in regard to your children and do it every single day until it becomes second nature. Stop hooking into trying to prescribe and lecture and fix and go into feeling and seeing it differently. Learn about boundaries. Learn about healthy mirroring. Learn about healthy parenting. There's a lot on the internet that you can access about that that's really going to help your situation. So I hope that helps and please look out for next week in New Life Newsletter. There's going to be an article that's going to document all of this so that's going to be a really good resource for you to have that you can refer back to as well. And please share this radio show around. There are going to be a lot of parents out there that are very concerned for their children in regard to narcissists. 
So I really do hope that this gets shared on narcissistic abuse forums, um, that people can access the truth of the matter here because we're all so responsible for that next generation and then being healthy because that way we get to change our planet, we get to change our world. So that's it from me and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please, if you've got any questions, you can put them up on Facebook. You can email me direct at melanie at melanietonyevans.com and I hope it's really helped. So goodbye for now and lots of love and I'll be next week. Okay, bye-bye.